Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. We read today from Psalm 119, beginning at verse 25, and also from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 to 8. And the title of this episode is Let Your Light Shine. We come to God and ask for his blessing in prayer. Lord God, heavenly King, we bow before you and we pray that you would come to us now by the Spirit and speak into our lives You are our Lord. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, Psalm 119, beginning at verse 25. I am laid low in the dust. Preserve my life according to your word. I gave an account of my ways, and you answered me. Teach me your decrees. Cause me to understand the way of your precepts, that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me and teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set my heart on your laws. I hold fast to your statutes, Lord. Do not let me be put to shame. I run in the path of your commands, for you have broadened my understanding. And then over to 2 Timothy and chapter 1, verses 6 to 8. The Apostle Paul says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God gave us, does not give us a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and of self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. One of the things we learn as we go through Timothy is a little bit about the recipient of the letter. And Timothy comes across as a timid and even fearful character. We, we can overdo this, I think, and read too much into the evidence. But it does seem that he is reluctant to put himself forward He is someone who was moved to tears at the parting that he had with Paul. There is evidence that he was timid, and so people sometimes speak about timid Timothy. 
I identify with Timothy in a number of ways. I know that I'm reluctant to put myself forward and when I was younger I was chronically shy. I had a a stammer as I've said before. My asthma as a child meant that my chest would tighten up. I thank God for the spirit in my life and for all that he has done for me. But I need this reminder that comes through in this text to be bolder for the Lord. And specifically here, to use the gifts that God has given me in his service, to fan those those gifts into flame. And that's really what I want to encourage each one of us to do today, fan into flame the gift of God. All of us have gifts from God. All of us have talents and opportunities to use them. I encourage you not to let the flame burn low, but to kindle it into life and to use whatever God has given you in his service and in the service of others. An illustration that I often use is about going to the gym and working our muscles. The gyms have been closed until recently, and so whatever small muscles that I had developed in my arms have faded into weakness because I've not been exercising, I've not been using those muscles so much. But when we're able to, when we work our muscles, they grow stronger. It's the same with the gifts that God has given us. If we don't use them, if we hide our light that God has given to us, then the, the gift becomes, becomes weak through misuse. The light grows dim, the flame begins to die. But the more that we use our gifts, the stronger they become and the greater our capacity is. As we put God's gifts into practice, so the gift multiplies, it abounds, and we're able to use it more and more and more effectively. What gift has God given you? Use it in God's service And then that gift will be more useful. It will multiply. It will grow stronger. The flame will burn more brightly. The light will shine more clearly. And the muscle will grow so much stronger. If you have a gift and you do, put it into practice. Use it in the service of God and in the service of others going to come to God in prayer now. And as we think in 2 Timothy about serving and loving others, as part of our prayers over the next few days, I'm going to be drawing from a booklet that has just been put together by the Evangelical Alliance, a wonderful organisation which unites gospel Christians across the UK. The CEO of the Evangelical Alliance, Gavin Calver, says this in the introduction to the booklet. Dear friend, 
Amid the crises in our communities, we are facing arguably the greatest evangelistic opportunity of our lifetime. It's time to pray like we've never prayed before. Please join me. I think that's a wonderful and a stirring and a strategic call. And so I'm going to use some of these brief prayers to focus our thoughts on others. So we begin with the written prayer. Almighty God, we pray for all those who feel wounded, weary and broken. We pray for the bereaved, the anxious and the isolated. We unite our hearts with them. God have mercy. Bring healing and peace. And now a prayer of my own. Lord, we thank you that you have given gifts to all of your children. Thank you for the amazing privilege, the extraordinary responsibility that we have in these days, days of woundedness, weariness and brokenness, days of bereavement and anxiety and isolation. We pray that the gifts that we have might be fanned into flame, that the light might shine clearly and brightly, that the muscle of those gifts might be strongly developed, that we might be fitted for this hour. Lord, we pray for others, but we also pray that you would use us in answer to our prayers to bring your mercy to bring your healing and to bring your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 